0: to the cocktail enthusiast podcast this week kevin and nico come to you live from the san antonio cocktail conference well as live as a podcast can get so sit back and have a drink because lord knows the guys have been and now your host nico martini Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Nico Martini, your friendly host, and um, I just wanted to do a quick introduction to what you're about to hear. Last week, Kevin and I were at the San Antonio Cocktail Conference, an amazing cocktail conference. Go to sacocktail.com for more information. And we had a chance to do a couple of awesome interviews, and so we're going to kick it off with this one. This is our interview with the great Philip Green at the San Antonio Cocktail Conference.
1: Here we are with Phil Green, the brand ambassador and partner in the Hemingway Rum Company. He wrote a book called To Have and Have Another, A Hemingway Cocktail Companion. (laughs) He co-founded the Museum of the American Cocktail in New Orleans and has New Orleans cocktail history in his blood, and he is currently wearing a tuxedo. We are here with the goddamn Renaissance Man.
0: Did we miss any? What else do you do, Phil?
1: Trademark attorney for the Marine Corps. Um, Corps.
2: Um, Yeah, I was at the time, uh, back in 2004... Um, I was working for the Department of Commerce. I, I, I went to law school in New Orleans, I went to Loyola, and I fell in love with the town. I, I, I knew very little about it before I moved there. I knew my grandmother was from there and her name was Dupre. So I thought, well, maybe I'm related to some old French Creoles and there, maybe there's some colorful history there. So lived in New Orleans, fell in love with the food, the architecture, the music, the lifestyle, the drink, um, and it just stayed in me. You know, it just I couldn't, so 10 years after I graduated, I, I realized, that's right, my grandmother was from there, I should do my family tree. So I started researching my my New Orleans ancestry, and I discovered that Antoine Peixot, the creator of Peixot's Bitters, was my cousin. My great-great-grandmother was Marie Louise Peixot, born in 1836 in New Orleans. Her cousin was the pharmacist who, a couple blocks down the street, had his pharmacy and invented Peixot's Bitters, and in the 1850s, you know, it's, it gets linked to the Sazerac. So when I first learned about this event called Tales of the Cocktail in 2004, I sent Ann Tunerman, then known as Ann Rogers, an email. And I said, Hey, I used to live in New Orleans. I'm sort of an authority on New Orleans history and New Orleans food and drink. I'd love to come down and I'm related to pay show. I'd love to come down and do this seminar. At the same time, you had people like Dale DeGroff, Jill DeGroff, Robert Hess, all coming together, David Wondrich, coming together to found the Museum of the American Cocktail. And very lucky for me, got in on the ground floor of founding the museum. So we opened up in in 2005. Meanwhile, I've been a Hemingway buff ever since high school. The first short story I read of his, uh, Big 2 hearted River, I, I just loved it. So as I'm developing this sort of cocktail historian side, I'm also continuing to nurture my Hemingway buff side and 2003 four, five six seven i'm starting to get the idea of writing this hemingway cocktail companion so at tales of the cocktail 2008 i did to have and have another hemingway bartender's companion at tales of the cocktail and it really solidified this idea in my mind that there's a book there mm-hmm. i talked to a literary agent he thought it was a good idea so for the next year or so we wrote a table of contents. We I wrote several sample chapters. I wrote an introduction and a proposal. It was put together um, and submitted to about a dozen different publishers. So I wrote the book in 2011 into 12 and it came out in 2012. Um, so I've always, when you live in New Orleans, you get an appreciation for the story behind Antoine's and the story behind Oysters Rockefeller and the story be- behind um, some of them aren't even true, you know, the story behind <laughs> the Napoleon House or the, the story behind the hurricane invented maybe at uh, Pat O'Brien's. And you realize that food and drink tastes better or it's more interesting when there's a great story behind it. So that's part of what I enjoy about the museum, part of what drove me to write the Hemingway book, because I wanted to tell the story of Hemingway and the characters and the drinks while, so they can enjoy them while they're enjoying the Hemingway and my next book will be out next June it's it's called Manhattan the story of the first modern cocktail it tells you all about the the origin the evolution of the Manhattan The Manhattan was the first drink where they took this obscure product called vermouth that had been coming into the United States since about 1840 50 around in there and they added it to the old-fashioned basically and they, they it they called it the Manhattan. And and where was it invented? Well, I, I offer a, a bunch of different theories. But the Manhattan was sort of a game changer because by adding vermouth, it sort of kicked the doors open to innovation. And, and you said, oh, what other spirits can we try it in? Okay, because we have the whiskey cocktail. So here's, here's vermouth. Okay, well, it's called the Manhattan. Let's try it with gin. Well, that's the Martinez Martini. Then you try it with scotch. Well, that's the Rob Roy. You have rum. It's called the Palmetto or the Plimpton. You have all this innovation. Then you start adding additional ingredients. So you have the Bronx and you have... Uh, You know, the Vucure, you have all these amazing drinks that are coming out of this marriage of spirit with vermouth, Uh, the Negroni eventually, even though it it started with the Americano, but you have just the, the platform for this crazy innovation. And it it's it's it continues. I mean, you look at the great drinks that came out of Milk and Honey in in New York in the early 2000s. You're just going to have more variations on the Manhattan, and it's it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and that's what I think is so exciting about a cocktail like the Manhattan. Is you mentioned that there have already been so many um, variations of that standard base of the cocktail and yet we're still seeing it even looking back to recent history cocktails like the red hook or the toronto i mean you can still do so much with that template and exactly. it's kind of amazing that a simple three-part cocktail still uh, lends itself to innovation today
2: yeah because i mean it's it's only three parts but how many different whiskeys are there now you have mm-hmm. japanese whiskeys and canadian whiskeys are making a comeback and and irish whiskeys I mean, it used to be all you could get was jameson's but the amount of variety in the spirit world, you know, we're, we're just continuing to see this revolution or evolution of quality spirits, you know, boutique distilleries popping up all over the country, all over the world. Um, so that's just the spirit third of the equation. Then you have vermouth that's had this amazing comeback and you have all the different bitters that are out there and you have all the different amaro that can be added like the the brooklyn and all of, of, of their ilk so it, it's just the pair of bitters that you can cha- change and tweak the original format it's just amazing
0: we had an interesting conversation with um dave Pickrell, and just sort of talking about the the evolution of rye and why rye made it basically rye made a comeback because all of these crap bartenders were reading really old books and yeah. um and they're seeing this word rye and they're sitting there with three options and they start using them and then people go maybe we should make more of this. Yeah, and, and a lot of people <laughs> were thinking that
2: just plain old Canadian Club was rye. Well, yeah, there's some rye in it, but right. you know, but uh all we had 15 years ago was maybe old Overholt and and then when people started bringing back some of the Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse and some of the other great brands, people were just going, "Whoa, look at what this can be." And Sazerac came out with the 6-year-old and the 18-year-old and you know, you just have this this amazing renaissance in in rye and um yeah i mean uh, it's only going to continue that was i collect old cocktail menus and if you look at cocktail menus from the 40s and 50s nowadays you walk into a bar and you might see 20 vodkas behind the bar and you go okay i know what kind of place this is but back in the day they had 20 ryes on the menu it's just insane and from maryland pennsylvania all the cooler climate states that could grow a lot of rye whiskey new york state and um you know it's 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 making a comeback so it's it's good to see
0: so what's your personal preferred manhattan recipe uh,
2: that's that's
0: t- I mean in this moment where we're sitting no, right now uh, you know in my obviously. book in my book
2: I, I bring out there was this great newspaper article that appeared in 1893 in the New York Sun and you can find it online it was also syndicated to the Cleveland Plain Dealer they talk about all the drinks that were invented at the Manhattan Club in New York and one of them is called the Queen Anne, and it's it's really nice, and um, I'll have to send you the recipe. But we'll follow up, because I don't have it on the tip of my tongue, but uh, um, I like a good vermouth. I, I, Carpano Antica Formula, when I can afford it, I think is yeah. great, yeah. but Martini and Dolan are both just amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I love the no. Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Man. I mean, yeah. to think about um, a vermouth with a lot of structure and richness yeah. that you know, can play similarly to Carpano in a cocktail, but for about half the price. Exactly. Or Punti Mess. or oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: No, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You, there's so many different ways you can tweak the, the standard formula. But, but yeah, the Cokie, um, I was very lucky that while I was writing the book, I have friends with different companies who would send me stuff like, try this, try this. And, and yeah, I was trying beer, you know, in some of the B-Y-R-H. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> Blue Ribbon. But, uh um cardamaro amazing it just just the amount of the amount of different variations on that part of the platform that you can plug in there and just have amazing results
1: do you think that um or, or I guess for you what is the distinction point between what is a manhattan and what isn't once you start playing with um all of these different modifiers well, i
2: think what most people are doing is they won't call it a manhattan i mean they'll leave alone the standard format of what a manhattan is and whether it's 2 to 1 Mm-hmm. spirit to vermouth and whether it's bourbon or rye i mean th- those things can all be played around with just like a, a, a martini but that's what's cool is you have drinks like the morris or the maurice where or, or the red hook or the uh, variations on the brooklyn the green point uh the carol 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 park you have these great variations where they're giving it a new name they're tweaking it to the extent to which i want to give it my own name uh, h uh, joseph aramon out in um San Francisco has a great variation where he, instead of vermouth, he uses a Zinfandel-based syrup that he came up with that's really cool. Wow, really? Um, yeah, and it's you know it's a little lower alcohol because it's not a fortified wine, but it mm-hmm. just adds another dimension and he gives it a, his own name. So that's just the thing is, is you don't have to, st- when you do stray from the standard formula, you can give it your own name and give it your own, you know, it, and it makes its own name for itself. And if it's good enough, it sticks. So very cool. The well, Benson, um, Bensonhurst—I mean, there are just so many of them, all named after Brooklyn neighborhoods. It's, it's of really cool. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, well, we certainly look forward to checking out your book in June once it comes out. So it's called *The Manhattan*, correct?
2: *Manhattan: The Story of the First Modern Cocktail* with recipes. It'll be published by Sterling Publishing. Uh, Sterling owns Barnes and & Noble, and so it'll be Barnes &
0: Nobles around around the country. So looking forward to that.
1: You've hit awesome. the big time, Philip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks. Enjoy talking to you guys. All right. Uh one
0: one thing real quick. What is a Manhattan?
2: What is a Manhattan? To me it's uh now it, it, the earliest recipes were more vermouth than than spirit. So I will just say in my opinion, a Manhattan is bourbon or rye with sweet vermouth with now, some of the early ones were Angostura, some were orange, but it's, it's, it's that marriage of those three. And then you say, well, what's the garnish? Well, you had lemon, you had olive in some cases in some of the really early ones, but it's going to be cherry or, or um, lemon peel. So to me, if that's the drink, stirred, strained, served up in a chilled glass, that's what a Manhattan is.
0: That, again, was our interview with the great Philip Green, the author of To Have and Have Another. His new book, Manhattan, is coming out in June, so make sure you check out your... uh you pre order that thing on Amazon. It, uh, it behooves you. Uh, if you would like to keep up with Mr. Green, you can go to tohaveandhaveanother.com or you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Philip Green, and that ends with an E. Thank you for tuning into the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. I am Nico, and hopefully we will catch up with you next week where we regale you with more tales of San Antonio and the greatness that that town is. As Mr. Kevin Gray would say, cheers! Thank you for joining the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. Be sure to visit cocktailenthusiast.com for more stories, recipes, and conversations about this spirited industry. We'll see you next week. Cheers.